Welcome to the Bird Camp Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the pursuit and promotion of bird hunting. So grab your favorite bird dog and join two brothers from Michigan as we gather around the campfire. Welcome to the Cubby. Welcome to the Cubby. I hope it's not too late. Join us at the campfire. The stories will be great. Welcome to Bird Camp. It's October 19th. We're putting our next episode I'm here with my brother, Kevin. What's going on, Kevin? Nothing. Just getting everything wrapped up. Took, yeah, a, took we, like a day to unpack and clean the truck. And I'm still unpacking the RV. It was a uh, mess. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Bird Dog finally recovered. She slept the whole way back. No. I let her out once to go to the bathroom. She hopped right back up and slept. She's worn out. She was worn out that last day yeah, over she, there. She she just did not want to hunt. Yeah, she, I hunted her pretty hard the first few days. I was rubbing her shoulders that night before you left, and she was actually whimpering when I was rubbing her. Well, let's talk about what we did. You guys went up before me. You guys left last Sunday. We left Sunday afternoon, mid-afternoon. Got a short hunt in with Doc and I. And then... Uh, uh, kind of an area we've hunted before, but in a different spot. And it looked really, really good. Probably good later in the year. Nothing. Didn't see anything. Didn't hear anything. And then the rest of our camp showed up. Well, yeah. Then we continued on into the UP. Um, part of the guys were already there. And then uh, Monday uh, didn't really. Do, we got in late, so we just had a quick fire, and then everybody went to bed. No, no fire. I'm sorry. We weren't at the campground. We were at the motel that night. No, it's Sunday night. Yeah, but we got in so late, everybody kind of just went to bed. We got up and uh, started hunting Monday morning. And then you were hunting a little further east of us. Yeah, I got in from a trip late Sunday. I slept a few hours, packed, and left middle of the night Monday morning. <clears throat> and I hunted that gyms area that I got my bird earlier this year in. And yeah. Somebody from Indiana parked right where we shot those birds, or shot at those birds. We got one. Right there. Exact same spot. Hmm. White Ford truck from Indiana. So I that's, left there. That's a Hoosier issue. I went the other way on the gyms, but I'm kind of done with the gyms. I don't know. I think they're overhunted by out-of-staters and other people. I think so. I, I think state land or forestry land or something just off the gyms is kind of interesting because I don't think everybody understands that you can get into those areas. Um, our, our luck was Monday morning. We, we picked a spot on a map in the state forest and... You guys got right into it. That's before we I joined walked you. right into it. Um, we split. There was four of us, so we split up two and two. Came to a Y in the trail, and Doc and I walked down, and <clears throat> the birds were right there. And we weren't out more than fifteen minutes, I bet, and hadn't walked more than a quarter mile. And there they were under the trees, and the booming started, and the taking started. We we there was a few we left there. And then we kept popping into them later later that morning until uh, you joined up with us. You can take it from there. Well, how many did you guys take from there? Two. Two rough grouse that you saw? Two rough. Now, did you guys see those driving up or and then went we, back and parked? 
We did flush one off the road each morning until the second morning, but we went beyond them and, and then started hunting and saw different birds. Versus and, shooting them out of your truck like some people we know that you No, know, I won't do that. That bothers me. If you do that, we're that, looking for you. I, I just, yeah, that's not right. It's not so, hunting. That's just no, shooting out of your truck. Now, where's the line, though? We, this could be a whole episode. Where's, yeah. where's the line? If you see them and you go beyond them, get out, get your gun. That's that's okay, I guess. Some people say yes, some people say no. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. It'll start a whole mess. So then I guys, or then I met up with you guys, set up my um, travel trailer that was in a storage area at the same campgrounds there in Drimfesk. Nice campgrounds. Yeah, tell them about the history of it. Oh, is it Big Cedar? Yeah, Big Cedar Campgrounds. One of the two, the one on the south side of the North South Road there. as you, many of you know, the Sini National Forest is there, um, and they had set up that campgrounds for the workers to stay back in the 30s. Right. And then... Conservation Corps, I think. The con- yeah, exactly. Con- they called it CC. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, World War II broke out, and they started to allow... Well, the, the Corps was done using it by then. It sat empty for a few years. And there was cabins there. There's, those cabins aren't there anymore. They've moved them, or I'm sure some of them were just destroyed or burned down. But they uh, moved in some POWs, some German POWs, but mostly conscientious objectors. Yeah. People so. who did not want to be drafted, and they objected to World War II. So they all stayed there. I'm sure some guards were there, too. And I, I read that the... Uh... Because we still needed the forest products for World War II, so all the guys were gone. They were forced into basically labor. So, so they were forced into labor, and something I read, I don't know, one night up there I was looking at it, and uh, the, the German prisoners were actually better workers than the COs. The conscientious, conscientious oh, I can't say that. Conscientious objector. Conscientious objectors. Um, they would sabotage things, take too long to do stuff. just... Right, I read some, it would take guys like five to ten minutes to empty the back of a small truck. It would take them eight hours. Yep. Yeah, two yep. or three guys. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, but it, it was still kind of cool is. on the campground. There was still like a, uh, a Pentagon-shaped old sidewalk, and you could tell it was that old. And you could, But I couldn't tell where the cabins yeah. originally sat. And it was right on the Manistique River. It was right River. on the Manistique River. Really cool place. Go yeah, ahead, good bud. for kayaking, but also good for grouse camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... We, I can't remember. We went hunting that afternoon, all of us, right? Yep. And, um... Boy, it all blends together. Well, let's skip to the next morning. We, uh, woke we, up late because we had a late night. <laughs> well, once we went north of Sini, all together, right? Yeah, that was the first afternoon we were all together. Didn't we go up north of Sini on the other side of 28, up in that area? And, uh, didn't really see anything. The bridge banks wouldn't go over. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, what happened the second morning when you were there? Uh, second morning we got up and uh, we went right back to the spot where... That's right. The four of you got into the birds and um, you and I were in the lead truck and we almost ran one over. <laughs> and then we saw there was two of them. So we went beyond them. They actually, they flushed and we went beyond them. We got out, but it, right. they were gone. Yep. And we went to the end of that area trail and then walked back and then didn't see anything. But we did have some flushes. Right. Um, 
then we went back, relaxed, got some food. I think we went to, we were going to go to the restaurant, but it was Monday and they were closed on Monday. That's right. And then uh, ended up just doing um, lunch in the uh, motel there where you guys were staying. And then you decided to leave Tom and stay with me, so we moved your stuff down. Then we went mm -hmm. down to... Uh, the south of Germfest on the opposite edge of the Sini Wild Refuge. <clears throat> Correct. Correct. On the opposite side. So that would be on the south side. Yep. Yep. And uh, we did get into birds back there. That's when we got into the one that... Um, that fooled us all. Right. Uh, kind of the hilly, tangled mess. And uh, boy, I still don't understand where that bird went. Well, it flushed in front of us and... A couple of our guys had, you know, a shot, but it was just too thick. So Well, when you and Tom got on those birds and shot at them, the male came right at me. I was actually sitting on like a five-way corner, sitting on a log. No, that was the next day. That was the next day. This okay. is the one we were coming out. We chased that bird back out to the main road, and oh, I went gosh. through. I have video of this. <laughs> I went through and... Um, Bird dog the uh, bird Wait. through because bird dog, <clears throat> I don't know what happened. She was behind me, but she didn't scent the bird. Right. And I probably walked right by that bird in the thick woods. I came out to the road, and then you came out to the road. Right. We, we I will say this. As a team, we cornered that bird perfectly. Yeah, and the other we guys. We were so set up with safe shots. Right. The other and... guys kind of spread out and came up, one on the trail, one on each side of the trail with a dog and we ended up pushing that bird back out right over the road now you have to understand on the other side of the road you're not allowed to hunt grouse there yeah and in that specific area we were there's a certain area of the cd national wild refuge they're lettered anyways it's complicated you, you really need to look at onyx or the signs the signs <laughs> that are there um and figure out where you can and cannot hunt anyways that specific area once you go over the road you're illegal to hunt but we pushed out kevin and i are standing what 100 yards apart maybe less yeah, 70 probably 70 yards that bird came out closer to you coming at me across the going, road across the road going up and so my brother was in no danger because i would have been shooting way up and away from him because yeah. we positioned ourselves we we were expecting the bird well, what happened kevin it's that the big perfect bird? shot big growls came out perfect shot I pulled the gun up, missed the safety completely the first time. The second time, I hit partial on the safety and missed it. And actually pulled the trigger and nothing happened. And the bird was right in my sights. It was the perfect route shot. It was, it was high. You know, it was, there was nothing in the way. There was no tree. And I just threw a hissy fit after that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I listened to the video and the, Gosh, or the audio off the video and... You didn't swear. You said like close gosh, things to gosh darn tough it. words. Yeah, but. <laughs> That's my usual go-to. Gosh darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, you get a lot of shots. We took a lot of birds. I think our total count might have been nine. And uh, for the whole Yeah, we week, lost count of flushes. It was a good, uh, we, a good time. I, do, I did figure it out Friday driving back. We did not have a day with under 12 flushes. And we were hunting probably, yeah, with all the dry time, what, four or five hours a day, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So about three flushes per hour, and that is outstanding for a long trip. So that was Monday night. We went back, started a fire, talked about it, and then Tuesday we got up and... Is that when we went north towards Sandy? 
I don't remember. But at one point we went back to that same area, but further up the road and we got into an area where I had been in September and I had a bird from a long distance away, I had no shot. So I'm like, hey, let's go try to find that bird. And then we got into it and I had one, Tom and I were separated from yeah, the, this is the, the three was, of you. Yeah. And that bird flushed and helicoptered above me. And I, I was like an outfielder with the sun in my eyes playing baseball. <laughs> I had no clue. And Tom's like, up, up, up. I'm like, I'm looking up. He goes, I, Wait, what up? Which up? Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, it was vibrating my whole body when it got air. Right over your head, did it? It was in the tree right above me. A lot of these birds have been in the trees or in the pines that we saw. That's mostly what we saw. Yeah. And... Well, until later in the week, but I'll catch that. So there later. was two birds there, no shots, because I didn't know where it was. Tom was out of position, because we were we were off a trail in the lo- old logging area. So it was like either fall down or take a shot type thing. Um, so we come up, we push the birds to you guys, and then you had a shot, or you guys chased that bird for a while that I pushed up towards you guys. And you guys are about 500 yards up the trail from us. Right. This is where three trails come together, and they all turn different ways. Well, I I had stopped there, and the other two guys had gone gone up one of the other trails because I was going to retie my boot. And I was sitting there, and I heard what happened with you and Tom. And that bird came through the woods right at me, and I've never heard a grouse go through the woods and hit branches. It was clipping stuff coming through. And I was like, I thought it was a deer, but it's like, well, that's the way up in the trees. And when it stopped in the tree, because it wouldn't come out, because I was it was a clear area. I was sitting in a clearing. It it uh, drummed twice, real quick, two to three times. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, that bird's right there in that tree. Yeah, and it was looking for its mate because we flushed both of them. We, yeah, and I, I knew it was a male. It drummed, you know. I, I didn't know, but you know. And I'm looking at it, and I was just like. Got everybody gathered around, cornered it perfectly, everybody in the shooting lanes. Never, yeah, and then gone. I, I went with the bird dog, and I took her into the woods to try to push him out to you, and we could never find we it. We couldn't find it. I think it went over you guys, honestly. I, I think it turned or it went a foot yeah. and you know went down on the ground. and. So then we settled in, and that's where I got a video of Maggie flushing the second one after it settled. She actually got scent of it, right. went out, and flushed it. Didn't even point because it took off. It right. Was, it was already freaking out. And uh, I had a quick shot. I totally hit the tree and missed. And then Tom was in front of me to the right. He had a shot and missed. And then we could never find that bird again. Yep. Yep. Four of us stocking it and sent Tom through the woods to bird dog it. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but and it was gone. It just disappeared. Just gone. And then... uh we went back, had another campfire. Late night, you and I woke up late. What happened? That was a lost time incident. Because I don't stay Aliens, up. space aliens. I, I don't You and I went to bed at 1.30. <laughs> and Sam went to the bathroom. We just go to bed. He I comes texted out. him and said, we're out. <laughs> because his son went to bed. Like a, He took him back to the hotel, which was right down the road at like, like 9.30. And then Tom. Tom at 10, maybe. No, I think 11. But see, that's where I thought it was 10 o'clock when Tom went back. That's where I lost my time. But yep. all of a sudden, you look at your watch and go, oh, my God, it's 115. I'm like, I'm yeah, out. <laughs> we're planning to be in the woods at 738, ready to go. Yeah, I'm but out. That didn't happen. We didn't get going until The only time I got tired the next day from that was driving back um, 
from up near Marquette. And well, I think that's the day we went and got breakfast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. At the but I, I wasn't hurting, tired all day. So that led us to the next day, and it was raining. Yeah, we kind of we started to hunt, and we weren't getting in the birds at all. And, and it was, uh, then it just started pouring rain, so we just went back and sat underneath the pavilion. Caught a cool store in Sini and uh, bought some souvenirs. We're missing one souvenir. That's the same day we found, okay, we're walking through the woods. Oh, that might have been the previous day. We're walking through the woods. I got a video of this from the GoPro. And I see this thing off to the right. You know, occasionally you see where somebody dumps a freezer or, you know, a beer oh. can or whatever. I look over and there's a backpack or like a purse. It's right there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I see there's like a box with it and a cooler. Like, like a small ig- cooler. Igloo like cooler. Igloo. I go over, the cooler's been open, just full of rainwater, nothing in there. And then uh, the purse is sitting there and the little box is just empty. But the purse, it's like a girl's like over the shoulder, big bag like I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what you call it but open it up there's a video like a vhs uh tape in there cast away <laughs> i'm like why is there a this what? out here is this like some kind of well we've done this so much you know geocaching our, you thing? know i was walking on the trail and you went back to it in sam or somebody says something to me i says what we usually see is a meth lab you know there's chlorine bottles and stuff right this right. wasn't that this was stuff yeah know? i still think it I, was, I was like waiting a, for you to walk up on a body i really was going it was weird it was just weird yeah and we was, were out in the middle of nowhere too yeah and it was like a 70 feet off the trail where you could you'd have to know to look there and there was no marker i'm like this is just odd yeah and anyways so if anybody wants a VHS tape of Castaway, we have one. $4.99 plus tax. We haven't watched it. Maybe it's a murder scene on there. I don't know. $4.99 <laughs> plus tax and shipping. We won't even watch it. We'll send it right to you directly from Birdcamp. <laughs> <laughs> but so that got us to is that Wednesday? Yeah, we probably that was mixed the some rain stuff day. up. I, I I'm sorry I don't remember the name of the store I, but I had the shirt on <laughs> i think tuesday was the rain day and wednesday we went and hunted in Sini. i had to get the camper because the campgrounds was closing for the season i went to the Sini township park which is another nice oh i forgot all about place. that place yeah. um it's uh electric no sewer hookups i don't believe but they have really nice well it's right on the river houses and if you're a fisherman that's the place to be. that's the place to be you can fish right there um so i think we hunted in the morning and sam left yep that's right. And uh, then we relocated the camper, and then uh, the three of us hunted up in the Sini area a little bit. And that Oh, before that, we went to the store. Yeah, we got some shirts and stuff and saw the uh, the old rifles for what? 64,000 for three old yeah, Winchester num- rifles. Number 64. They were number 94s. Yeah, because he yeah. had them at ninety four thousand. Lord, at sixty four. Yeah, and Sini at the BP. It's a really, really. Uh, sure, some of you have been there, but if not, stop at that BP. Talk to the old timer in there. He's got some stories about neat, nice, and guns. Yeah, and, some pipes. But, but we bought some suvies and moved on from there. And then we, the next hunt, we did kind of change environments. We got into the maples. Well, we saw Project Upland drive up. Um, <laughs> You're gonna do it after you? Sam left. We were hunting. North of the Sini Wild Refuge, and uh, didn't see any birds, but it was a really good area. We were we were loading up to leave. It was hot. I remember it was hot. Yeah, it was just getting a little warm. Dog and there was goes tired. A, there goes a blue Prius. 
comes here comes over a blue this, Prius right on a two track. Like, oh, there's probably on a two one. track bridge coming over the bridge. <laughs> yeah, we both scrambled for our phones and didn't get to them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then my battery was dead on the uh, GoPro. So, anywho, we left, and then um, Sam and his son had left by then. They had an yeah. unfortunate so, funeral to go yeah. to, and. Then we kind of changed. We kind of got into the oaks for a little while and yeah, tr- tried an yeah. area we hadn't tried before. I think it would be a great area later in the season, but we didn't see anything, and that's cognizant to later in the week. Then we continued up. and um, Well, we traveled west. West. We were headed towards uh, the Marquette area. And um, then you and Tom got into some birds. I had taken a break and was sitting in the woods with Maggie and then you and Tom flushed the the birds uh up there near Dennis's oh yeah yeah um and shot at them and chased them yeah we were in a state uh forest area um not far from our friend Dennis's um, house and uh yeah Tom and I chased a bird and uh he had a great shot I pushed the bird and uh I lost a video of this unfortunately oh did you too but bad. um I still might have it. I'm still learning how to edit all this video. Well, that's Anyways, a lot of electronics. Yeah. So uh, he had a great shot right to left crossing over the trail that I pushed this bird to. We knew where it was, and I kind of flanked the and bird. Tom missed a crossing shot? Yeah. That, he was beating himself up. Yeah, he was bit. pretty mad. He, not as mad as you were that one time with the oh, safety, I, but I, I Tom doesn't miss it. very often. So yeah. uh, uh, unfortunate yeah. we didn't get that one. So we left there. We went met Dennis and his wife. And, and his congratulations dogs. to Dennis uh, for being the uh, Bark River Knife yep, winner. for being and, a and, and patron. Was, and he was very gracious to us. We met him at his place and showed us the kennels and the dogs and some wonderful German shorts. strung. German short hairs. Oh, they're good dogs. Yeah, they, they you are. You need to get one of those. Yeah. Unfortunately, I sent the picture to my daughter. She liked Ginger, the young female. Uh-oh. So, Hear that, Dennis? Uh-oh. Not, not the right time just yet. Close. So then we traveled back, and um, ah, we hit a convenience store and uh, bought some drinks because it was about an hour drive back to where uh, yeah, I needed fuel the motel too. and fuel. And uh, I bought some Wisconsin ch- cheese curds. That yeah, were garlic and yeah, I don't there know. Is some kind of chemical. There's a certain chemical I'm allergic to, and boy, did that hit me. Well, we, well, first of all, we're, uh, we're well, we stopped our... at Sawyer and looked at the airplanes. Yeah, and, and then I, I was fine and kept going. The B-52 that's there. If you guys are aviation junkies. That's always a good outside break area. Yeah, and we let the dog go to the bathroom. But um, so we kept going and uh. We all had a few pieces of cheese, and then we're like, what's that smell? I'm like, is it my breath? The it dog's in the cheese. kennel in the back, and the cheese just smelled the whole truck up, just nasty. Yeah. So by the time we got Two to a place to eat... Back to Sini again. We went back to Sini to Andy's Bar. Andy's Bar, that's which right. Which had super loud music, but they did turn it down for us, because we're old guys. It's a good place. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so we all got like a burger or whatever. Kevin's sitting there, and he's turning white. And I just start sweating, <laughs> and I... <laughs> And we had appetizer. I had like mushroom. one chicken wing and one mushroom thing, and that wasn't it because I I, I knew I was in trouble. I, I have allergy issues and it's anaphylaxis, and it's like I'm not going to anaphylaxis, but I'm having an allergy reaction. And I just I didn't even say anything to the guys. I just said I got to go lay down, and I just went right to the truck, got in the passenger seat, and then they bring out your burger. Right <laughs> as they're bringing my burger out, and, and then uh, I just ate that burger like. A day ago. Oh, that burger looked so it good. Was good. But I, uh, that was it for me for the night. I made it to the camper, crawled in my little coffin, and 
I woke up the next morning. <laughs> I was pretty much out. Yeah, so then time went back to his motel. That was his last night there. And then uh, then we relocated over to the eastern UP. Well, we hunted in the morning up north of there, of the um, senior township park. Yeah, we didn't. And uh, it just, it wasn't right, but we've been hearing some intel through other people um, yeah. that they're in the pines on Facebook and whatever. Um, which we, have, we appreciate, but do we get a flush back in there? Never. That's where I got I separated from you guys. Went down the wrong trail. I never told you that when you guys met me back at the truck, I, I walked about a quarter mile down, yeah. down this trail, and I'm look. You know how it's just a beautiful. There, it there was, was a, a turn. beautiful. Well, there's like five trails to get. Well, one together. of them I started to go the way you did, and Tom's like, "No, it's this way." I'm like, "Really?" Well, I went down that so other trail, well. and I know which direction I'm heading. I got a compass. I can hear. 28 i can can hear the trains so So i know where i at but i'm going i'm going into the sun here and that doesn't seem quite right i look at my comments go hey you're kind of going uh southeast and that's not right and i started and i looked out the trail i'd gone probably five six hundred yards i went yeah my footprints are the only footprints on this trail and i know i know where i know where the truck is and i look out across the woods and i go that's walkable i took one step and i go and that's a dumb decision Go back along your footprints, find their footprints, and you're home. And yeah. I, I was I was only 500 yards away. Yeah, you're only like 10 minutes but, behind But, us. you know, you go in that woods, that's a bad deal alone. You know, step in a hole yeah. or something. So, so I keep telling you, dude, you got to carry your phone. You could have a medical issue, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm going to. Turn the tracking on on if, Onyx. Well, here, here's, here's. You can backtrack. I don't want to lose a $700 phone. You know, that, that's my thing. Well, somebody could break into your truck and take it yeah, while you're out there I walking. understand, but the security of it and... Later in the week, I lost my knife and uh, found it, ironically. Wow. So I, I, if I could secure it and know it wouldn't fall off me, which falling off me is another story you don't know yet. But go ahead. Continue with the week. Yeah, so then we went back and um, relocated to uh, where our land is. And uh, the two of you guys stayed with Uncle Mel. We visited with him. I parked in his, uh, next to his garage with the travel trailer and the dog. Um, is it that day we went out or the next? I don't remember. Um, either way, we got there Wednesday night. Yeah, you hunted Thursday and Friday morning. Yep. So our so, days are probably screwed up with this whole storytelling. But, but thir- Thursday, we were all set up there, and uh, we went out in the morning, and that's when we walked right into the sharp tails. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and Friday morning was the fog morning where we should have had them and couldn't. But so anyway, we walked out Thursday, kicked them up off a of Cloverfield, and uh, Tom got the first one. Matt got the second one. Well, I we both got that one. I looked at the bird. I had it, I hit it on the right side, and you hit it right in the back. So. Well, we know you got it. I, I agree with you on that. The thing is. It's not very often because I'm so accustomed to rough grouse now. I track that bird. You know, with rough grouse, a lot of it's point and shoot. It came up. Um, and then I yelled, I got it. What I meant was I know right where it is because I wasn't positive I shot it, but it was a perfect shot, a good pull, everything. But there was no doubt when I found the bird, you got it because the whole right side of it was pecked. Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost said a bad word. Peppered <laughs> with the shot. So it doesn't matter to any of us. The bird was down. We got yeah, the bird. That was our whole goal. So um, we took two sharp tail right there. It's like a sack. We're claiming half. Ah, yeah, sure. Each got half a sack yeah. on that one. <laughs> Tom said something about the next day. He goes, you don't care. I go, I, I'm a weird hunter, especially to my brother and my friends. 
I'm more happy for them getting birds than me. I've, if I notched a gun, the gun would be gone, right? Yeah. You know, after 50 years. So nice sharp tails, healthy, Big. good looking. Um, I didn't sex both those birds, but one was a female. I didn't look at the toms very close. And um, But let's back up. When we first walked into that field, sharp tail are different than rough. Sharp tail will come out different. in the clover fields, basically like geese or sandhill cranes, and they'll just sit there and eat. Now... Unlike geese, you can almost walk up on some geese, you know, and sharp tail are going to flush like a rough. They're going to go, and they're a little skittish. So when we walked up initially, Kevin was talking, but we're a ways out. We were at where this 40-acre field starts, and they're at the back of it. And we can see them clearly. That's a 20-acre field, actually. It's a 20. Yeah. Anyways, they're at the back of it, and... We're like trying to strategize, and I called the dog back. I had the dog on a short leash because if the dog runs up and sends them and points, they're going to be gone. They're so skittish. So as soon as we started strategizing, they flushed. Oh, no, that, that was the second morning in the fog. Was it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confusing them. We hunted so much. Oh, that's right. The here's, first here's time we you, didn't see them. Tom had 45 miles on his pedometer walk. Wow. And I walked 40 of it, I figured, with them, But... Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're right. The fog, right. the fog story is a better story. But anyway, we flushed them, we chased them. Of course, sharpies being sharpies, right to the tags. And if you want to break an ankle, that's the place to do it. Yeah, and, and then we pushed one to Tom, and Tom got his Tom first sharpie. Sharpie. Um, and then um, that kind of ended it. No, it didn't. We went back to the other side. Well, you guys tried to come through all the thick stuff because we knew there was more birds. And there, but they were gone. They walk away in there is what yeah. my theory's always been. So they were gone. I about killed myself going through there. Then we went back, and you, we walked back through the trail. You I'm mean just, we walked back the next day? or No, that, 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 late that day we went back, and when we all walked through the trail and came back through the trail. Then I wanted to go hit the um, fence rows to see if they were sitting in the fence rows, and you guys went along the woods, and then you and Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we're, we're on course now. I got Yeah, it. I'm catching up. So, yeah, then Tom and I came back around the end of that field, basically, and um, there was one I didn't even see, but you guys were – is that when you guys were pointing to me and I'm by myself? <laughs> no, I went back to the truck with Maggie, and you and Tom were walking the, the fields on the west side of the river coming back and then tom you guys hit some rough and you got one uh, oh you're right you're right what i'm thinking happened the next day so it's hard <laughs> <laughs> need to write this all down anyways um yeah we were walking through um trying to hit like where pines and aspen are together and sure enough tom finally hit one and um it, it bumped and i was taking a piss way ahead <laughs> way ahead of him <laughs> And he's like, hey, hey, kind of waving at me. And I'm like, dude, I'm kind of busy right now. I'm taking a piss. And I was finishing up, whatever. And then he's like, I just flushed one. It's, it's between you and me. And we were a ways away. So we started walking up together. You had the dog back at the truck. She was done. And uh, I saw it. It was on the ridge line, the same one you and I slid down that, on yeah. the second river. And it was underneath a pine. And I was sitting there. And it heard me coming. It started running. And I just blasted it. Took it right there. Yeah, it was starting to get to fly. And yeah. I, I could have been a sportsman, but it would have went down into the river. You would have never got that, that is a total jungle down there, by yeah. the way. Um, is, it was a rough. Yep. Rough. And that was a male, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. That was a 
pretty it, good size bird. It was one of the So better. I took another bird from Tom. Yeah. So he's mad. But so we went back and then the next day is when we went back and it was foggy and we saw how many in the field, that same field we were previously oh with a sharp tail are. Oh my, there was nine, I think. Nine flocked together. It, it was it was such I you have to let me describe it. We're walking back into the same fields that we've hunted sharp tail in. We know they're back there. That's where they're feeding in the morning. And there's a heavy fog. And the fog is just lifting. The sun yeah. sun should have been up a half hour ago, and it's not. It's still really kind of dark. The fog's sitting about a foot and a half off the fields, and then again about six foot in the air. And all you can see is sharp tail heads. Sticking up. And they're, at that point, they're 150 yards, 140 yards from us. And it's a wide open field. And Tom's like, can we go this way? It's like, and we're trying not to talk. And I'm the one that startled them because I said, there's no point. They know we are here. And that's when they went. Because the fog does something with the resonance of my voice. They heard me clearly. Yeah. And I feel bad about that. But I don't, I was trying to tell Tom, they see us. They're 150 yards away. The tag autos are 20 yards behind them. They ain't going to be there by the time we get there. Yeah, we were trying to come up with a good You strategy. and I have done it before, successfully come up on them, but I don't think it was going to happen. But And we chased those things around all morning. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and we didn't see them again. We thought we knew we were there and never saw them again. And then that's when you and Tom kind of headed back to the truck, and I pushed through the tag altars this time because yep. I didn't do it the day before, and I knew I had to leave. Right. This was Friday now. It was like... 10 30 11 yeah so i came through never saw anything oh we had a duck fly right over our heads before we pushed through that well yeah and i was carrying my big binoculars which in my pack which they're heavy and all of a sudden i stopped tom goes what i go i got one he goes no way i saw it with my eyes i give me the binoculars it was sitting on the in in the fence line the next fence line over and it was sitting in a bush just sitting there and he goes, what are we going to do? We look over, you're walking right at it. So I signaled you, and you caught me. And I was like, it's right there. Yeah, like, I knew what? you were saying. I was saying. holding one finger up and pointing. And then you saw it. We all stopped. We played it right. And I got to about 80 yards. And I, I don't know, how far away were you when it blew? I was like at extreme shotgun range. Like I took a 80 yards. 70. I took a shot leading it because I knew it right. tried to get as going away from me. And, and, and Tom was further off because he wanted to go up to the fence line and come down the fence line. So he was 120 yards out, and it it bolted. You shot at it. If you would have got it, it would have been an amazing shot. I, I would have bowed down to. But that playing shot. this again, you guys should have called me or something. Well, we had no cell signal where we were, but. I should have stopped, and you guys should have went back to the I think Tom intercept to, and yeah. intercepted it and yeah. let me bump it. It would intercept and maybe flew over you, but it may have went the other way. But it may have went the other way. The two yeah. of you guys should have kept some space between you, shooting lanes. Yeah. I don't know. So we uh, that concluded. <coughs> you, so I, I headed you back. You had dog to get, slept you the whole way back. home. Yeah. And then uh, you, what did you guys do after that Saturday? Or Friday night, you probably... Um, we hunted for, well, wait a minute, slow down Thursday night. We, we didn't cover this. Our uncle was, um, seeing his wife at the home, but, uh, we went out to the, is it called the dock side? <laughs> no, it's called the, um, yeah. Cozy in. That's no, I think it's called dock side now. Oh, it was the cozy. Yeah. Up in Barbo on the water. Yeah. It's yeah. A beautiful place. Yeah. I'm, uh, out, good I'm outside shuffling well, well, stuff. Yeah. You're outside getting your truck and stuff together. And we had two dead birds. 
in the back of the truck, right? Sure, the, the sharp two sharp tails, because we're kind of going My, back and forth minus, in time here. Minus a few parts, <laughs> right? We had cleaned them. Um, anyways, you're out there taking care of that, and Tom and I had had to go to the bathroom, so we run in, go to the bathroom, wash up, and uh, I walk out first, and Tom's behind me, and I had a Bird Camp sweatshirt, hoodie sweatshirt on, right. black with orange, and then a black with orange Bird Camp hat on. Yep. And these guys are walking out as I come out of the bathroom, which is by the main door. And they're like, hey, Bird Camp Podcast. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I thought he was just reading this shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I just listened to that on the way in. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I'm thinking he's like messing with me. Because I'm like, nobody listens to this podcast. Oh, they and I'm do. Like, I'm like, seriously, I didn't think anybody listened. And he's like, yeah, are you the one that was driving the flows? So he actually recalled our last episode. I'm like, oh, you do listen. Yeah. I'm like, well, it was actually my brother. He's outside. And I sent him your way because they were heading us. So I'm, I'm, com- that's I'm, right I'm there. coming in in the dark into a bar in Thanks near, for listening. near our hometown, you know. And these guys, these five guys come out of the bar. And so, you know, being the size I am, I've learned to stand back, you know, and let them go. And so I'm standing there. They don't go to their vehicle. They're walking right at me, and I'm looking around going, what? They go, hey, you're the bird camp guy. Well, I did not have a bird camp hat or shirt on because I had just changed out my rain gear. That's why I was out yeah. there. So you like a plain I was just blue for, sweatshirt yeah, similar to that. Actually, this one, I think, and it's just a blue sweatshirt. Yeah. I'm standing in that parking lot looking around going, what in the world? <laughs> How would you even know that? Not thinking that you and Tom were already inside. <laughs> Well, they started talking to me, and they're good guys. Yeah, and one of the guys was local, or or used to be, and knew our uncle, and started talking a little bit. I don't remember who it was. I apologize. I think he said it, and I, it, you know, there on the river, I didn't pick it up. But um, they were really good guys, and they they said, "What do you have?" I said, "Well, I was twenty feet from the truck." I go, "Come here, I'll show you the sharp tail." And I show them the sharp tail, and they're like. Ah, uh, they're up there duck hunting. They're going, let's go sharp tail hunting tomorrow. And they asked me where to go. And You told them to go to the Manascon Swamp. Yeah, go to the Gogamane Swamp. Gogamane and... Swamp. <laughs> Gogamane, not Manascon. <laughs> By old friend Pete. <laughs> I can't, can I say that? So when I, when I was in high school, I had a friend from uh, the reservation and uh, played ball against him my whole life. And we're at a uh, party one night, probably senior year, and I look at him and I says, hey, Pete, can I ask you a question? He goes, sure. I says, what does Galgamain mean in, in your ancestor's language? And he and I respect each other. It was a good He, without hesitation, he looked at me, looked at all the guys he was with, looked back at me and says, place where a white man goes to die. That's right. <laughs> but, That's where it can be sunny and blue skies out. You go in there, it's dark. Dark. <laughs> Daylight in the swamp. But, take two steps off the two track. You're gone. You sink in about four feet. Yeah. So anyway, uh, um. So I, I talked to him and pointed him out and told him about HAP areas and, you know, what to do. And Those guys uh, told me where they were from, and I'm bl- it's near Lansing. Um, DeWitt? Yeah, I think it was DeWitt area. That DeWitt sounds right. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So anyway, we had a good dinner there. It's a good place. So that was our first uh, spot, I guess, other than people we know. But <laughs> It kind of freaked both of us yeah, out. Yeah, we're like, holy crap. Because so, you're tired and exhausted. Yeah, and so wet. we had... We had um, Whitefish appetizer dip there, Ooh. which was really good. And then we had a pizza, which was really, yeah, really it was, good. It was on the good. I wouldn't say it was the best pizza, but not no, the worst. Not but the we worst. were hungry. We had been hunting all day. Probably would have ate the tablecloth if you give me half a chance. Yep. And we went back. Saw freighter go by. So we left, and then... Um, Friday morning, we... Well, this is the fog story. 
No, that was yeah, because Friday. Yep, and then yep. I and, left. And Tom and I, I did a little. I, I stopped up and saw a friend and uh, asked him about the area behind where he's at. Tom and I actually tried it and walked out um, into a public area, we'll just say, with a lot of solar panels near it, and um, didn't see anything. And then we went back. We were talking about what to do, and I says, well, we could go chase Ruffy or Sharpie. We went back and chased some Sharpie, and um, that we left Saturday. Yeah, the Saturday hunt was interesting. So we got up. We're leaving at lunchtime, and we're all up and packed. I'd ask a neighbor up there, and he says, go this way. Um, so it was two miles east of where we were. We went back up there. I'd been up there a lot as a kid because I grew up up on that hill a little bit. I went there in September, and when it was raining, I didn't see anything. I know exactly what you're talking about. OMG. It was lit up? The, this is the difference with our listeners. The roughies were on the acorns. Huh. And there was a zillion acorns. At some spots, it was almost hazardous to walk if you were on the trail because you were rolling. And uh, Tom and I got back up in there, and uh, we we hunted sharp tail Saturday morning. Um, saw some. I think we both got a shot, but nothing. You know, wild shots. Then we went up in there. We were all enthused. We're in the sharp tail. Let's go try the rough one more time. And one of our neighbor landowners told me about. And when we got up in there, we we didn't get off the road. They were along the road, and we got way back in there, and they were in the pines and uh, oak forest. Very wide open, red pines, you know, where you can walk through them. And uh, we came around this corner, three of them just blew. And it was 10 minutes after we started walking. We could still see the truck. Hmm. And we both got shots off, but the second bird that blew was a complete red phase rough grouse moving left to right 15 yards ahead of me and i hate to do it to you doc tom and i both missed it the first one we we both flared shots at and it was in the it was gone see when i first see that i would think that's a red hawk don't shoot it was when i say red phase i think any grouse hunter has probably seen a red phase grouse this was acorn color and i wonder if that has something to do with it because it was a burnt dark red and look completely the three birds at one point you could see them and it was completely different and we both had a shot at that bird and we both just missed and it was an easy shot and we ended up chasing those birds for another hour um tom took another one up in there but i don't remember if that was friday or saturday i can't i think it was friday because i don't remember cleaning it and so we took one on friday so we there's a good rough grouse area real close. Yeah. And really good rough grouse area. And I haven't even explored 10% of it yet. But um, so the success of the whole hunt. Oh, last thing Friday, we were chasing kind of like we were in that area before where one side is state land and one side is not. We chased one. I got a ground shot on it. We both saw it go down and we went to get it 10 yards away in a jungle, a complete my, you know, just. And I'm walking around the pile of stuff that I shot it in, and it was rough. And uh, <laughs> that wasn't the ground I stood. There was like two feet of sticks, and then the ground. And I went down so <laughs> fast. You know those scrubby pine trees that look the branches look dead, and then the top ones. I took like all the branches down on one of those, just all one side. They just snapped off like 
went down so bad I had to throw my gun as I was falling because I was Uh-oh. afraid I was going to fall on it. Did you damage your gun at all? Or? No. Uh. Jumped up. We never found the bird. It never flew and it never flushed. And I shot it twice. In, See, this is why you need a bird dog. That's what Tom said. He goes, man, he was here. We'd have that bird. You know it's in that pile of yeah. stuff. And it went under. And we went back up in there and we got into him again. And um, and we left. But I, I I went down hard. And it, like anything, when you go down, that day I was fine. Next day I was fine. Yesterday I woke up. Yeah, I pulled a calf muscle really bad. It's oh. <laughs> sore. But... It was a good hunt. I think the final count of everything was seven rough and two sharpie. I just remember another story we didn't cover when Sam and his son were there. Alex? Alec. Yeah. Alex, sorry, Alex. Um, right where they parked, we all parked. This is, I don't remember exactly where we were. I know it was over in the Germfest Cine area, but we got in that woodcock, and I have video of that. Oh, I forgot all about the woodcock. Yeah, so we bumped it initially, then I started rolling video, and the... Sam and his son went the other way on the trail because we had split up, you know, mm-hmm. which you don't want to bunch up, obviously, because somebody's going to get hurt on a two-track or even off-trail. So we had bumped this woodcock once, and then I came around, and I bumped it again, and I have video of me shooting, and you can see, if you look real close on a big screen, it's hard to see. You can see the woodcock taken off like they do mm-hmm. away from me, and I shot and hit the tree in between me and the woodcock. <laughs> But I didn't notice that until I saw the video, and I thought I hit the bird. Um, and you can hear me in the video like, I, I think I got it, you know, but I didn't. You didn't? You and then it. Okay. that's the one I pushed to you. Yeah. And I can't remember. Do you, do you, shoot? you did shoot. You shot twice or three times. Oh, yeah, but I was 40, 50 yards out. I was right. Like, you took some shots at it, and then I come out, and I'm like, oh, there's Sam's truck. Crap. I hope I didn't oh, pebble it. I like kind of look back three and shots I'm like, at that thing, and you're like, everything goes silent. The bird goes over the trucks. Well, we thought it went from my angle. The bird went over the trucks. Yeah, I go boom, boom, boom. After you shot, there's like a ten second pause. We're standing there. All I hear in the woods is my brother's voice going, "You know the trucks are there, right?" Yeah. <laughs> I go, yeah, I sh-, but I shot. They were only twenty five yards. I shot so far over them. There was no way. The well, my was- angle was to the left of the truck by a long ways. Mine degrees. was like towards the tailgates, but I was shooting way up in the but air. But I was in the jungle, and I didn't know. I knew I circled back around, kind of that way. We but were I thought trying I was- to get back to the trucks because you and Tom and I got turned around way back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we had to. Yeah. Get Onyx out to oh, figure God, out where some, we were. In one week, how many stories can you have? I mean, just... We didn't hit an elk. That was a good thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, and we tried to get the bird dog, and she was a little shocked and done by that point because somebody shot at her, me. So, I didn't shoot at her, but it was just a close... She was shot. near you when you shot. Yeah, and it rang yeah. her bell, and she's like, okay, I'm not going to be near you right now. It kind of freaked her out. Though. She does that once in a while, and yeah, then she Not pops, all the time. Pops just, out of it. Yeah, she pops out of it. She comes back. She did good. I thought she did good. So, It was a lot of fun. It was a long trip. Yeah, and, but we never found the woodcock, unfortunately. We think yeah. it flew over the two and trucks. That was the then, only woodcock we saw all week, which I thought was, because we were in some pretty severe swamp areas, and I, I didn't see any other ones. Yeah, but that was a good... Uh, Short of a week hunting, a, a few days short of a week hunting for me, a little bit longer. I think you got you guys were up Sunday to Saturday. Yeah, uh, it was to the point I was, I was running Monday out of Friday. clothes. I was, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did throw those tennis shoes away yesterday and the boots. 
Those boots can never go inside again. I don't you know. threw them away? You're done with them? My tennis shoes? Yeah. They, they, oh, I thought you were talking about your boots. No, no, I can't. I'm not giving up. Next year I'll have new ones, I think. I'm pretty happy with my Georgia boots. I like them. I'm no. happy with mine. It's just they have a life to their own. You can't have them in a car or in a house. So, But I, I didn't know uh, the bird survey or the surveys from the Indian, uh, Michigan DNR came out, and they keep sending them to me. This is what I found funny. It's from uh, Jarrett Duquette. And there's this whole four-paragraph thing, and at the bottom paragraph says, Thank you, Jared, Jared, Chief Wildlife Division. Here's what I found funny. If you have any questions, please call Brian Frawley at this number. <laughs> so he writes the letter on the survey and everything, tells tells you to call a different employee. That's I, hilarious. I, I, it's I, probably his intern. Oh, it probably is. <laughs> I, we're not picking on you, Jared. I just thought it, I, it caught my eye because it was laid with my bird camp stuff. It's like, hey, do the survey. Any questions? Call somebody else. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was funny, but... I haven't done this in a while. Do you, uh, do you, I haven't done it in a few years. I throw them in the trash, honestly. I, uh, you know, maybe that may be a good guess. Maybe we should have Jared come on and explain what the survey's used for. That's what concerns me. With you might surveys. not talk to us because I throw mine in the trash. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mine are right there. You can have one of mine. <laughs> well, if you just got that, I'm sure I'll get one. Uh, yeah. They keep sending them until you fill them out, just so you know. Yeah. But, um, other, we have uh, Scott Storm coming on. And this is a huge honor for Bird Camp. Uh, Scott is a world-renowned artist, a wildlife artist, and he's he's been the 2004, I think it was. I don't have it right in front of me. I apologize. Um, federal duck stamp winner, Minnesota many times. He's got a biography uh, that's quite long uh, with duck stamps, pheasant stamps, various states, and even the national twice, I believe. I think he'll tell us. And so we just wanted to have him come on and uh, talk to us about what that's about and how it's like and how he got into it. Yeah. We also bring up some points. He's getting into the art crypto, which I'm sure some of you guys are into crypto, but art crypto is a whole new part of that, basically. And then um, he does dog portraits um, as well on request. A lot of guys might be interested in that. Good one right over there. She's a pretty dog. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but his artwork is top notch. It's beautiful. I've looked all through it. He's got some very good upland ones. You got to go through the website and you can see them. He's got a really beautiful. It's in a certain category. Then a subcategory of a rough grouse in the woods, um, looking like it, I think it was just picking its wings up to drum. A very beautiful pictures, uh, painting. We shouldn't call them pictures or paintings. And he's a very interesting guest. So I hope you guys enjoy him. Okay, and then. I'm going to just throw this out there. We still have to give away our Dakota dog box and watering system. Um, we actually missed our date Oops. of giving that away because we got busy hunting. Because we were hunting. <laughs> so, um, A lot. <laughs> so you have one more chance, basically another two weeks chance. We're going to give it away next um, episode. episode mm-hmm. And we're going to draw for that. We're actually going to draw for it before because we have to do it by the end of the month. We were supposed to do it by the end of this month, and we screwed up. So get your Facebook dog pictures with the name of the dog. doesn't have to even be your dog. Guys, name it's of the dog. got to be a bird dog. Name of the dog, bird dog, pictures. Um, trying to make it easy, and we want a lot. If uh, everybody would have followed the rules last time, we would have had hundreds and hundreds. So get yeah. those pictures in there, and uh, got to give it away. Give yep. it away. So uh, this is your last chance to do that between now. We'll probably set the deadline on uh, social media via our Facebook. You can also 
go to our website and uh, email me, um, or you can Facebook message me uh, the picture of the dog and the name as well. If you don't want to, if you can't find that post, or if you don't want to do it that way, yep. I don't care. Yep. But we'll pick one. Uh, we might do it randomly. We haven't discussed it. Probably fairly to do it randomly. I think. Favorite. I think we that. Let your daughter do it. How random would Levi be? Maybe we choose like our top doesn't favor it and then let the kids choose which ones and then roll the dice from a small number. Let, let, let the two kids rank. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that, I like that. I like that. All right. All right. So stay tuned. Um, here's a short segment with um, the artist coming up. Scott Storm. That's right. And uh, thanks for listening. Welcome back to Bird Camp. We're here in studio today, and on the phone we have Scott Storm. Scott is a noted wildlife artist, has been around quite a bit, and uh, the funny thing is, Scott is a... First, welcome to the Covey. That's what we call our listeners, and we want to welcome you in. And we have a little bit of history to get through here. It kind of reminds me of the uh, Star Trek movie when they read Admiral Kirk's biography. Your biography is uh, pretty impressive. Uh, The... as far as the upland hunting part of it, the you know it starts off basically in oh 1991 with the Indiana pheasant habitat stamp, and it runs. Yeah, that was my, my that, first win. Yeah, yeah, your first win, right? And right. Uh, probably some history before that. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, so many big accomplishments with Minnesota ducks, the pheasant forever it goes through, and then kind of a capstone might be is the federal duck stamp in 2004. Uh, you were the artist for that, correct? Correct, yeah, 2004, and then uh, two years ago with the Wood Duck, 2019-20. Uh, 2019-20, oh, excellent, yep. okay. Uh, I, I got to tell you a little side story. I, I always take my duck stamps and my hunting licenses, and I accumulate them for like five or ten years, and I put them in a frame. And this morning I was looking at the frame, and I went, why don't I have 2004? That's what one I'd like to see, and... I have every other year. It was the year my daughter was born, so I didn't hunt that year. So, but anyway, let's get let's get let's hear from Scott instead of me. So, Scott, how how did you uh, get into uh, wildlife art? Wildlife, well, it's kind of a roundabout way. I, I grew up in northern Minnesota and uh, hunted and fished and a little bit of everything, and then I went to uh, college for architecture. Um, then went down to the Twin Cities as a intern and sat down there and I wasn't getting out in the outdoors as much as I had liked anymore so I I had a uh, my roommate's girlfriend uh, did a little painting and she entered the Minnesota duck stamp at the time which I I didn't even know existed you know I, I knew I needed to have a, a stamp in order to hunt but I didn't know anything about it and I thought well that's kind of cool you know my my uh, girlfriend was was going to college a couple hours away, and so I just thought, well, I'll pick up a, a brush and see what I can do with uh, with that. And it you know, turned, it started as a hobby, and I, I entered the Minnesota Duck Stamp maybe two paintings later, and ended up getting second. And at that time, um, Bob Hauptman, uh, who's a multi federal duck stamp winner won his first duck stamp i took second and jim hauptman i believe took third and here in in minnesota at that time we had 11 artists in that contest that were federal duck stamp winners so oh my i thought uh i called my my girlfriend at the time who's now my wife Kristen. uh i said you know i 
think I'm going to get into painting. And she said, painting, because she didn't know that I had even picked it up as a hobby. And she said, painting what? Fences? Houses? And I said, no, I want to paint ducks. So that's kind of how it started. It just a little bit of luck on a, on a contest kind of spurred everything on. And but you obviously, had, you obviously had an artistic bend or an interest before that, correct? Yeah, I did a lot of, of drawing uh, in school. I did a lot of comic book heroes when I was younger and, and did that sort of thing. And had always had a little bit of an interest in it, but not, not enough to, to try it. Hmm. And so we went on, and you and you won the uh, 2004, and you and again in 2019. You said 1920. Yes, uh, it was the 19 con- uh, contest, right? Yep. It was the 19 contest, and uh, uh, to migrate off of the stamps, which that's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations, and um, thank you. You know, it's always fun to look at those and browse through them, but. Uh, the prints come to mind for our uh, our audience, and when you look across the prints, uh, you've obviously done some upland hunting in your life. Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. Not enough, but a, but a, a some. <laughs> <laughs> Get torn between uh, painting and uh, hunting in the fall. Uh, you know, a little bit, but I, I live I live for this time of year. I have not, unfortunately, had a chance to get out yet. But the middle of this month. A uh, big group of us go out to uh, North Dakota waterfowling, and, and uh, we've done that for 30 years. It's kind of a family tradition type of thing. Um, so I've got a painting deadline up until then, and then until about uh, middle of December, it's pretty much in the field. Oh, that, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Looking forward to it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, we picked some up on the website over the last few weeks when we knew we were going to talk to you is, is the crypto part. Can you, I, I have no idea what that's about on the art side. Can you tell well, me? Well, that's, yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it's not up and operational yet, but my son who, um, he's kind of in that, uh, in that world, uh, digital marketing is, is his career and he, he's, he's been out in the working world for, about a year and a half now, but he's been working on with me just recently to upgrade our website and and to get into the cryptocurrency world, which which I've dabbled in myself a little bit, you know, financially. But uh, they're making what's what's known as an NFT, a non fungible token. And right now in the art world, it isn't in the outdoor industry yet, but uh, across the world, it's it's become a huge collectible item. So it's I kind of it. It's digital art is what it really is okay. in that world. So we're, we're just trying to reach into some other options instead of just, you know, the hard print that you put on the wall um, just to see if it works yet. Oh, interesting. So we're, we're in the testing portion of it. Interesting. So if somebody bought something under this, they would own the rights to it. Is that correct? Is that how it works with crypto? Yeah, well, you can you can set it up different ways. So, um, but yes, you can if if that's what's uh, part of the purchase, you ha- would have the rights to that image, or it would just be to use the image for personal use, as in a as in a, a a piece that you hang in your wall. So this might be something that you plug into your TV or you know a, a digital type. Um, uh, frame that right. got on the right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. And, uh, so, and then, go ahead. I'm sorry, Scott. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
And looking through, uh, I'm very impressed at the background of some of your work. Uh, some artists, you, you they get the the main point really well, like a pheasant. But looking at some of the brush and the, you obviously spend a lot of time outdoors. I do. I do. How, how do you get your inspiration for that? Do you kayak or do you just, is it just well, it, images it, 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 that it, imprint in your brain when you're out and you see yeah, it again? It, it's a lot from, from being in the field hunting. Um, most of my stuff is, is hunting revolves, revolves around that. Although I paint everything from butterflies to, to tigers, but, um, I take, I take a camera with me all the time, you know, it's, um, and I've, I've taken a lot of photos over the years and, and I just kind of stockpile things in, in catalogs and you oh, never know when that's a very cool way to, you. So. Yeah. It's a very cool way to do it when something inspires you just, yeah, and then especially, especially with the duck hunting, I, you know, it's, I hunt a little bit of everything, but duck hunting is, is so fun to me because you, you can pretty much hunt anywhere in the North American continent and the different styles of hunting, the different species of duck, you know, um, that's what really gets me. And I, I usually, the duck stuff especially, is I usually try to tell a story from experience with most of my paintings. Um, I do a lot of custom work for people so it's that's been kind of fun too and that i'll what i do is i i go out to a person's place and they'll tell me a story if they want to recreate something from you know that they enjoyed when they were growing up to hunt with their grandfather or hunting with their kids or a certain scene that they wanted to recreate and and so it, it it's fun for me in that sense just to kind of get involved and share somebody else's experience and try to portray that the way they envisioned it that's awesome i'm actually looking at one of uh pheasants rising up in front of an old farmhouse if those were sharp tail uh grouse that would look like one of our homesteads on our family farms <laughs> exactly like it actually same building and everything um very interesting now the medium are you still are you using oil or what what type? i use acrylic acrylic yeah. paints mm-hmm. um and mainly i there's no reason uh, other than, well, a couple things, I guess. I use acrylics because they dry very fast. And um, when I first got into this, I painted for a lot of stamp competitions. That was mainly the paintings I did. I didn't do, you know, the larger formats, scenic stuff. Uh, but they dry fast. And then whereas in oils, you know, for the most part, you really got to plan ahead and, and get things done. But I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll paint right up until the very last deadline. Okay. And, Is it it the type of thing where you see things that I can do better, I can do better, and you just keep playing with it? Is it? Yeah. We've got a little bit of art in our background and our family history, and and they like paint and they're done. But it sounds like you just keep poking at it until you get it what you think is right. Yeah, and and I do a lot more of that when I'm painting for contests, the duck stamp, pheasant stamp, uh, or the conservation sorts of things because especially the federal uh you're competing against the best people in the country so i mean it, it can be just one as simple as one little feather out of detail or anatomy or you know just something very simple that could catch the judge's eye so you really kind of what i say call overwork it <laughs> to a, to an extent just to try to make it as as perfect as you can excellent excellent that's a great craftsman um how many how many paintings do you think you're up to? You have any idea? Oh, I probably have 
oh, probably four to 500 total paintings that I've done. I'm, it's, it's kind of a grasp out of the air, but I know I've got about 150 print editions out there, so I'm just kind of uh, guessing a little bit. Do you do uh, any dog portraits, as a lot of our listeners are in love with their dogs? I do. I do a, a, a lot of dog portraits, um, mainly mainly in the labs are, are most of the requests that I get. Um, and, of course, it's easier for me to do the labs because I've got – that's what I grew up, grew up uh, hunting with. In fact, uh, when my wife and I first got married, the argument, first argument we really had, serious argument, was what color lab because she grew up with black labs. I grew up with yellow labs. So. <laughs> You're a split family. <laughs> or, yeah. Fortunately, I can claim I at least one – one argument in our life because I ended up with a yellow lab. So. There you go. There you go. So if one of our listeners wanted to commission you to do a portrait of their dog, um, not talking price, but what, what's your lead time on something like that? Uh, lead time depends on the year. Some, sometimes I'm about a year out. Most of the times I'm about a year out. Sometimes okay. it'll get out to about a year and a half. Um, and there are times when, when you catch me when I'm kind of in between projects that, that I can... I can work that in a little quicker. Yeah, and, and you'd obviously want a picture of the dog or several pictures, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'd like to work. Is this a self-interest question, brother? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Might have a self-interest question. See how it works, Scott. Yeah, I, I'm I just, I do. I'm just fascinated because it's just not waterfowling. There are, I, and you're, the clicking you're hearing is me going through the website for the fourth time, but. There are so many different wildlife pictures and dogs and a lot of bears, too. Uh, yeah, I, I went through about two years where I had several commissions for uh, brown bears, and I actually took a photographic safari up to King Salmon, Alaska, and, and spent about a week and a half up there uh, following brown bears. So I'd, oh, I'd, 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 I'd like to get out. Well, that, that, that the only way I paint is when I get out and, and can kind of experience the animals myself instead of rely on somebody else to hand me a photo. That's kind of yeah. the fun for me. Is well, and I, I, my personal research. opinion is shows in the background the accuracy of what you're seeing um, mm-hmm. is just spectacular to me. And a lot okay. of, lot of, it's like I'm looking at one of a black lab laying in front of fire with a with a duck gun leaning against it, and the addition of the red leaf. Is everything that picture to me? It's just, it's just so much detail. It's, free, it's just awesome. So, uh, you got any uh, any more coming up contests that you're entering and for the stamps? Uh, I've got, um, I want to say, a North Carolina contest comes up. Uh, I think that's the end of January when I submit to that one. Uh, but I, I'm sitting out. I've got to sit out uh, uh, this year's federal. I can enter. Once you win, you've got to sit out for three years, and on the fourth year, oh. you can enter. And then kind of the same with the Minnesota stuff. And after that, I, I the only other one that I entered nowadays is North Carolina. I used to enter oh, a dozen, maybe more contests, but now it's just limited to a couple of years. Hey, Michigan has a new pheasant stamp. You could uh, <laughs> enter for that for next year because they didn't even do a rural stamp this year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Our state's coming with a pheasant stamp, but they, uh, they said the first year. Well, you just said the first year they're not doing. They didn't do anything. It's a digital. Yeah. But not even a digital artwork or nothing. Just boom, here's really? your pheasant stamp. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. okay. apparently, yeah. according to some uh, insiders I've talked to, it's in the works though. 
so. to have an actual artist do a snare. Hey, there's a heads up for you, Scott. That's that'd be fun yeah. to have you on that. That'd be great. But like you said, you only do a few years now. Do you actually have a studio you sell from? I know you have a studio you paint from, but um, it yeah, I, all, I, online. I take, I take, I, I do have a display wall here, but it's it's basically by appointment only type. Right. Um, we live out in the middle of the country, so it's it's uh, a lot of privacy. So. Not a whole lot of people can find me unless they track me down. But it's the way it should uh, not, be. not a not a face. I, I uh, did you hear my brother? He goes, "That's the way it should be. That's the way he is." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, go ahead. So, but I uh, Wild Wings is a company that um, does all my publicity and and they do all the, I guess, the legwork of prints to galleries type of things. And oh, excellent. Okay, so there, there's one media, one way we can find it. Um, right, right, and and, and uh, why don't you go through real quick and tell us about your website? Even though I'm looking at it, if it's just so the listeners can find you. Okay, well, it's two ways you can just type in my name. It's Scott with one T, ScottStorm.com, or you can go to uh, StormWildlifeArt.com, and um, it it shows uh, originals that are available. Some of the stuff that I've done in the past. Uh, as far as original paintings, some some are turned into prints, some aren't. Uh, but mm-hmm. it gives you a broad spectrum of, of what I've done, and then I also have the reproductions or the print end of things, where it's a a lot of the prints that we've gone to nowadays. A lot are, are are paper editions, which I do for the conservation groups mostly. But the stuff that I do for kind of the private market is is all printed on canvas, which is a, a higher end. Um, um, art that you don't have to put glass on top of. Um, I treat it with a varnish, so it, it kind of displays as, as an original would. So, hmm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, like- then just, just general information, and we're trying to get into uh, the clothing world. That's being developed, and uh, as you mentioned before, the crypto market. And I've, I've also got a daughter that's in the film industry, and she's working with me to put together um, some how-to videos oh so that should be coming up within the next year and a half two years i think yeah, are you going to become the bob ross of wildlife art <laughs> <laughs> well I, I don't have the curly hair so <laughs> nor do i scott nor do i <laughs> no I, I was just looking at the prints and the clothing and uh i was just going to ask you about the clothing uh very cool designs coming soon so I'll be yeah, we're, really we're going to do a lot more. It's called House of Storm. I, my son is developing that as well, and uh, we've got a lot of images uh, besides the the logo that's on there that will hopefully be up in not too. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. I see the logo, but you're going to put some of your actual images on on clothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, and I'll be a buyer right there. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Appreciate that. Yeah, and it looks like my brother. Which dog are you thinking about? Mags. The Mags? Yeah, she's the most beautiful dog I've had. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. So you're probably going to get contacted on Jake that. Jake was probably. handsome, but he, uh, you know, he's gone now. So. Yeah, he's gone. But anyway, right. sorry. Side conversation. Sorry, Scott. Um, no, no problem. Now, one, one segment we always have that I talk to you about is the first, best, or last story. Would you like to share a first uh, upland hunting or last or best with sure, us? I, I've got a few of those, but I'll, I'll oh, share ahead. one that always comes to mind. Uh, we, we've hunted, I mentioned that we hunt out in North Dakota. Um, 
west west of the Devil's Lake area. We've hunted there for about 30 years, and when we one of the first couple of years we were out there as a smaller group, it was my brother Terry, um, best friend. His nickname is Punky, and uh, that, that's a story in itself. <laughs> and um, my dad and and my father-in-law. My father-in-law's name was Chuck. Well, this one year we we couldn't take the four wheelers across this particular property where and it was snowing and raining sideways it was just a waterfallers day but in order to get back to one of our favorite ponds which we nicknamed the hay bale slough which actually also was the backdrop of the uh, uh 2004 federal duck stamp um we were my father didn't elected not to go this afternoon because he hearing aids and his hips were bothering him so he stayed in the truck and was going to take a nap well the four of us walked back about a half mile trudging through turned over soil which caked onto our boots <laughs> we were sweating like crazy when we got back there but i mean to tell you the ducks were flying like crazy and we just had a ball but my father and i we looked over at him and you know the rest of us had our jackets unzipped and it was i mean it was in the, probably the mid-30s, I suppose, to have a mix of both snow and rain, but we were shooting with our gloves off, and here's my father-in-law kind of huddled up, and he was just shaking. He had the same outfit I have on. It was kind of back when the Columbia Quad Parkers first came out, and we had them for a couple of years, and I, I treated mine with, uh, uh, it's a water repellent at the time. I can't think of the name of it, uh, uh, that you spray on canvas and things like that because I was noticing mine was getting a little moist. And he finally said, why aren't you guys cold? He was getting upset, even though we we're shooting ducks. And I said, well, I told him the story. I, I kind of treated my, my coat with this. And he was, <laughs> in a humorous way, irritated that I wouldn't tell him about this and treat his because he was wet all the way down. <laughs> so he... He got frustrated with that, and he had a bad shoulder anyway, so he, he said, well, I'll take a bag of these decoys out and walk out to Dad's truck, and they'll go back to the hotel. We were staying at a hotel then, um, which is about 30 miles away. So he took off, and we were having a great time, and we shot a few more ducks and, and filled out and started packing up and walked back in. Here the truck wasn't there. Well, we got back to the, the hotel, and my I asked my dad, where's, where's Chuck? And he said, you know, I haven't seen him since we got back. But he said, you know, the funny thing was is that he got out to the truck. I'm sleeping, speaking from my dad's point of view. And I did not hear him. I didn't wake up. But here Chuck, because he had a bad shoulder, was laying on his back, kicking at the truck, couldn't move. He felt like a turtle that was tipped up, upside down because he couldn't get the straps off. He thought he was going to drown because it was snowing and raining so hard. Finally, he was able to get my, my dad up and to help him. Well, here we kind of cleaned up, got the dogs fed and watered, and walked down to the restaurant and the bars right next to it. Here's my father-in-law sitting in the bar with his waiters on, having whiskeys, <laughs> trying, to, trying to warm himself up. So. I've been there, Scott. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. I've shortened that drastically, but that's the gist. Of it. That's a good story. That's a very good story. I, I can see that happening with our camp. Somebody just, I'm oh, done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm going to the bar. I'm wet. I'm done. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if you knew my father-in-law, he was he was quite a character. So. Yeah. 
the good story. So, did we miss anything? Is there anything to share? Uh, I, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm just going to warn our Covey here, our listeners, that you uh, these are true upland hunters, and you better have your wallet next to your computer when you look at this website because this is stunning. So, uh, one thing we didn't cover: Do you have any? Uh, are you on social media at all for some of our listeners that are into that? Well, I. I am. I, I've got a Facebook account, but for some reason, it's it hasn't been working. So um, uh, it was down yesterday. Because... Get, <laughs> yeah, you can see images on there, but I don't post much. I I haven't been able to get any help. So if anybody knows, <laughs> okay, Facebook, uh, Instagram, I some no tutorial on that. But I it it, I, it does not let me respond to people. So if people need to contact me. Uh, website through the website, website. Either okay. email or Great. call. I'm, Happy to talk Not to a problem. Time, I just, so. I just didn't want to hold that back if you had that already. Yeah, that's no. I appreciate you asking. Yeah, because yeah, what, what we, do, what something fixed there. I say we, but what my brother does, if you, if guests have that, we link to them so they can sure. see everything. But I would encourage everybody to go out to the Scott Storm site. And uh, did we miss anything on your end, Scott? Uh, no. It's. I think uh, I, I've got plenty of stories and more time to talk. If you guys ever want to do this again. I, I think we will. I, yeah. I, I think um, I think we want our listeners to c- come out, look at the site, and see how spectacular it is. And then uh, we'll, we'll have more coming, especially with our pheasant stamp in Michigan, although we don't cover just Michigan with the podcast. I think what we'll do is we'll circle back around to you. It's been a great time. And I, I personally have something I'd like to send you just for your amusement. So if you hold on for just a second, we'll get with you and get some information. But Big thanks to Scott Storm, noted and awarded wildlife artist, and I I really hope you guys all go out and look at it. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Bird Camp Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple. Check out our website at www.birdcamp.net. Find us on social media as Facebook or Instagram by searching BirdCamp, or you can even email us at mi.birdcamp at gmail.com.